Hey everyone, you just tuned in to the NetSuite podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Fisher, and I hope all of you remain safe and healthy. Today, I'm joined by Dirk Beveridge, the founder of Unleash WD, a wholesale distribution consultancy, who joins us to discuss the actions wholesale distributors need to take as the economy reopens. After addressing the impact of COVID-19 on distributors and how they responded, he explains the importance of defining the new rules of business, both tactically and strategically, dependent upon individual distributors and their current state of business, geography, segment, customer behavior, and more. Beverage dives into some of the must-have technologies wholesale distribution companies will need to implement, like ERP and automated marketing software, how they'll need to align sales teams around profit opportunities, and why defining these various strategies will be key to moving ahead with confidence. Finally, Beverage explains why all companies, not just distributors, need to round out their continuity strategies with purpose and meaning, not only focusing on the health and safety of employees, customers, partners, and suppliers, but becoming more human-centric overall, leading with empathy and unleashing the human spirit in a time when we feel more disconnected than ever. Stay tuned for all of that and more. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. Hi, Dirk. Thank you so much for joining us today. Kendall, thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I love I love your work. Where are you joining from right now? Well, I'm in my office in Barrington, Illinois, outside of Chicago. Got it. Now, we have a big audience at NetSuite that knows who you are, but for the percentage that doesn't, can you give us a brief introduction to yourself? Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Thanks. So, uh, I'm the founder of Unleash WD. We are a strategy, design, and innovation firm that helps legacy distributors become nimble and innovative leaders. And we do that through my keynote speaking, through our strategy workshops, through our innovation summit that we have, and other, uh, other means. So essentially, what we like to say here is you're, you're an expert when it comes to um, wholesale distribution. I, I am with distributors every day of my life, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to start with some statistics. Before... COVID-19, BC, yeah. as we're calling it, um, yeah. what, per, what percentage of the U.S. GDP did wholesale distribution account for? And what does that equate to in dollars, roughly? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. So, you know, Kendall, it was amazing to me when I, when I took a look at this, as we saw uh, how this pandemic is going to impact society and then impact our country and impact uh, our businesses and, and the industry. You know, I started looking into it. And what I discovered, I know, but what really hit me is that wholesale distribution is about a $6.9 trillion business. Whoa. And if, if that were a country in and of itself, it would be the third largest economy in the world behind wow. the United States and behind China. Wow. And to me, that's just one data point that we should all embrace and absorb and really to as as part of the story of how darn important not only these businesses are but 
the 415,000 plus individuals plus their families. Mm-hmm. Are, um, yeah. Critically important. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not just saying that it's important, you know, as an economy, we're basically saying it's important to humanity. I mean, that's, those are jobs, right? That's livelihood right there. Yeah, absolutely. And those, those are jobs, those livelihood, those are individuals with hopes and dreams, right? And mm-hmm. for a number of them now, right? Um, for all of us to one degree or another, those hopes and dreams, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. Yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to hop into. How has COVID-19 impacted this industry? Well, I think it's impacted the industry um, in a lot of different ways. I think the easy way uh, to, to focus on is in terms of the uh, business aspect of it. You know, as I talk to distributors, uh, there are some whose sales and revenues, uh, you know, as we look at the second quarter, right, it, it's going to be a disaster, right, mm-hmm. across the country. Maybe GDP is going to take a 30% hit. It's never done that in history. Um, it's going to be absolutely crazy. Individually, when I talk to distributors, um, some are actually up, right? Some are actually up in the Jansan area and the like. But if you look at other businesses, they're, they're, they're down anywhere from 20 to I've heard 93% the revenues are down. So how has it impacted it, right? So one, we can look at it from those numbers perspective. But I think number two, I think a way to look at it to, to your trend is it's impacting it from a, a humanity perspective mm-hmm. as well, right? From two, uh, A, from the employee's perspective, the family's perspective, the uncertainty, the health, our own health, the health of, of our families, it's certainly uh, impacting us. But I also want to say that it's impacted the leaders in the industry as well. Kendall, think about the weight on these individual shoulders. Yeah. Those who have the responsibility to ensure the long-term sustainability of the business to not only get through this pandemic, but to ensure the sustainability of the business, there's tremendous weight on the shoulders of the leaders of the businesses as well. And I don't think that's talked about enough. Rightfully so, we talk about the employees and the customers and all that. But there's another thing that, you know, that the, the weight of the responsibility to lead during this time, I think is great. And, you know, I, I heard you say like, sometimes it's down by 93% and there is a way to look at that business is down and, and that, and that is horrible. There's another kind of view to take too, which means, well, so where do we go from here and what can we do? What, how can we adjust around this? Where can we grow from here that maybe we didn't have the opportunity to do so prior to this pandemic? How are you seeing leaders adjust around this time and distributors adjust around all of this? Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. So from a strategic thinking perspective, I absolutely love this question because as we first went into this, you know, we were working with distributors talking about leading through the coronavirus pandemic. Several weeks ago, we call it internally our Easter pivot. And we said, you know what, we needed to pivot our thinking with the industry and with distributors. We said, you know what, to your, to your question, Kendall, it's time to lift our eyes up. It's time to look towards the horizon. Yeah. And the words we're using, it's time to shift to tomorrow. And it's time to ensure that, that we are thinking not just about today. By God, we have to think about the, <laughs> the, the, the today, right? Mm-hmm. But I really believe there's opportunity to shift our thinking to tomorrow and to really work towards coming out of this stronger than we went in. And one of the things that I'm scared to death about, Kendall, honestly, 
is that words like that become become platitudes mm-hmm. rather than real action. And so that's what I'm really focused on is ensuring that we take that strategic action. I mean, yeah. that is the number one thing we are focused on at, at NetSuite is, you know, okay, yes, we, we've seen how businesses had to adjust. We've seen the incredible effects that this has had on different industries. But so now what? Yeah. What do we do to move forward? How do we prepare as the economy reopens, which is it's doing right now? We are seeing some states start to open back up. So where do we go from here, Dirk? Number one, strategically. I know you you wrote about several premises. I actually re- read your open letter to distributors, very well written um, and very helpful. So I would love you to dive into some of those you know tactical strategies distributors can take to shift to tomorrow, as you said. Sure, thanks. So I, I would, I'd like to look at it from two perspectives. One in my mind, strategically and then tactically, okay? So strategically, let's go there, all right? Strategically, in my open letter at shifttotomorrow.com, in my open letter, Kindle, what I did is I outlined 13 different premises that I personally believe in. I believe in these. Now, are they right? I have no idea. That's why they're premises. That's why they're hypotheses. And I think what leaders need to do in, in our businesses today is bring these hypotheses to their team and get around the table, virtually or not, and discuss these premises to see how it can lead their thinking. So, for example, of the 13, I'll, I'll focus on three, four, or five real quick, okay? So, number one, I, I think one of the premises is that this pandemic is going to change how we live, work, and play. I believe that. I think it's playing out. But what does that mean to leaders? What it means is we need to improve our strategic foresight. So I want distributors to take that premise, put it up on the wall, and say, do we spend enough time thinking about the future? Do we spend enough time thinking about how the rules of the game are going to change after this? So number one, let's use that and really sit down and start thinking about, are we spending enough time thinking about the future. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. A a second example. I believe my premise is this, is that purpose and meaning are going to become imperatives in terms of attracting customers and employees. We we are such a product-oriented industry. I think this pandemic is going to shift that to purpose and meaning being the real attraction, the magnet to customers and employees. And I think there's a great opportunity for us to step back and say, what does that mean in our businesses? Yeah. What, do, I mean, what does that mean? And can you give us an example of like how a distributor would showcase purpose and meaning more so than, than, you know, putting the product in the spotlight? Yeah. Let's, and, and let's look at it in today's time, right? You know, as I've talked to wicked smart individuals through this, this process, right? You know, I think a core value proposition going forward is going to be around the word safety. Do we truly understand the inner need of human beings to feel safe today? So, does our organization truly embrace that we have to change how we do work for our employees so that they feel safe? And Mm -hmm. you wanna know something? I think that's both within our physical environment, and even when they're working remotely, right? They need to feel safe, both physically, emotionally, spiritually, and the like. From a customer's perspective, do they feel safe walking into your facility? Do they feel safe when your driver is dropping things off? Safety is going to become a driver 
I, I believe. And that's part of this deeper meaning and purpose that goes mm-hmm. just beyond pick packing and shipping some product off the shelf. No, yeah, that definitely helps. And I think, you know, again, something we've been talking about with all industries, not just distributors, but across the board, is this idea that, you know, before COVID, we talked a lot about how more customers and, um, you know, uh, talent are looking for businesses and companies that have a, a, a meaningful social impact. And I can see how that would play into this too. Like, so what are you doing to give back to communities right now? Yeah. Can I, can I expand upon that if you don't mind? So, yeah, please. So, so in my open letter to distributors, I, um, I, I looked at that statistic, $6.9 trillion, third largest economy in the world. And then I look at how we, you know, we get caught in this day to day and we look at the warehouse, we look at all the products and we talk about being supply houses. Well, Kendall, I asked the question, what do we supply? Mm-hmm. You want to know something? I don't think we supply pipes, valves, and fittings and that alone. I don't think we supply building materials that alone. Something that I'm thinking a lot about is the fact that we supply America. And we supply America, again, not just with the products, but I think we supply America with a great deal more. We supply America with jobs. We supply America with community support. We supply America with meaning and purpose, all that work. We supply America. If I'm a building materials distributor, my God, I supply America the building dream, the, the, the American dream. If I'm a plumbing distributor, I supply America with health and sanitation. If, I, if I'm in the food service industry, look at these restaurants right now. I supply America with nutrition. We supply America with a lot more than products. And I think this is the opportunity for all of us to really understand deep down what we do and our meaning in society and to our customers and to our people. And I think we're going to be surprised if we really want to have those conversations in our businesses. Yeah, I love that. So more, more, you know, looking towards the future, following that focus of purpose and meaning. Those are two big strategies. Any others you want to hit on? I think digitization. Right mm-hmm. I, on my board behind me, I got John Chambers, former CEO of uh, Cisco. You know, and he tells us right now that this is going to be a moment in time where you're either going to break away by, by the way, following your true north, your purpose, finding that, or you're going to be destroyed. You're going to be destroyed yeah. to break away. And he says. This is the time to reinvent, and this is the time to take digital transformation, um, you, you know, to heart. And I truly believe that's the next thing as well. Yeah. Are there any specific technologies that you gonna that you think are going to be critical for for distributors moving forward? Well, I think I, I truly think it's going to depend on the value proposition of the mm-hmm. organizations. But I, I absolutely do think that there are fundamental technologies, right? And mm-hmm. we're, I'm talking to NetSuite, and I got—I I believe in the need for an ERP platform, right? Mm-hmm. Taking all of those data, bringing it into one to, for that visibility and be able to manage and lead the business. Uh, I absolutely believe that. Of course, everybody's talking about remote working capabilities and the digital digitization of that. I think we're going to have a chance to rethink the sales organization, Okay. And I really believe CRM systems are going to be a a, a must-have rather than a nice-to-have. I think marketing automation is going to be a must-have rather than a nice-to-have. Looking out a little bit more, I think Internet of Things. We're going to have to think deeper and harder about how as distributors we can really tap into that. When we, You know, I heard a stat the other day that there are more sensors on the planet than leaves on trees. 
gosh. Is that something? And then that, yeah. leads, that leads to data and analytics and the like. The last few months have taught us what's important. It's also taught us what we need to change. It's the same for business. Why have a hairball of multiple software systems when all you need is NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system? NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more, all in one place. Receive your free guide, Seven Actions Businesses Need to Take Now, and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com open. netsuite.com open. And I love that point of yesterday, pre-COVID, there were nice-to-haves. And now what we've realized is there are those nice-to-haves, a lot of those nice-to-haves are going to be must-haves as we, as we come out of this, not only for you know a remote work, workforce, but to ensure that, like you said, to ensure you have the visibility, the control, everything you need, should something like this happen again, or should a you know round two, if you will, happen again, you need to be able to pivot quickly you know, yeah. under these circumstances. And a lot of being able to do that is is, is having the technologies to, to, to provide you that opportunity, yeah. right? And, yeah, absolutely, Kendall. And, and over the last several years, I've led a couple think tanks on digital transformation, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and these distributors, wicked smart individuals, you know, one of the words they used was runway. That yes, mm-hmm. we need to be thinking about digital transformation. Yes, we need to embed technology in, we need to become digital first distributors. Yes, yes, yes. Then there was always a but, but we have mm-hmm. some runway, right? Because, and they had, they had real reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Our customers are not advanced as others, right? Our employees might not be needing it. Our suppliers, they, here's my belief of what COVID has done. I believe COVID has turned that runway into a drag strip. That runway is not there. And even if there's not another pandemic for another 10, 20, or 100 years, I truly believe the rules of business are being changed as we speak right now. And we do need to take a digital first mentality. And I think that means something different to every distributor, but we need to take that digital first mentality. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So those are those are three super strong strategies. What about on the tactical side? What, What would you add there? Yeah, tactically, um, I, I think there's a three-step success path that distributors need to be thinking about to strategically power ahead in these unprecedented times. And I think the first step of that success path is we need to clearly identify the new rules of how business is going to be done. And we need to spend time thinking with our team about the behaviors that have changed in our employees, the behaviors that have changed in our customers, the behaviors and thinking that have changed in our suppliers and the like. I do know this, the rules are changing. Can I tell you exactly every rule that's changing? I can't. Right. But I can lead you and your team to think through in your environment, in your segment, in your geography, With the relationships you have, what are the rules that are changing? We have to identify those as the first step. Yeah, 100%. Looking at, you know, in terms of your customer base, you know, what segments, what industries have not been as affected that you can reach out to more now to help, you know, kind of extend your cash flow runway and so on and so forth and help, you know, 
supply your business right now, but also the ones that aren't performing as well. How are you reacting to that? How are you helping those customers, those suppliers? Yeah. Yeah. Which leads me to number two, because the second step of the success path is to energize and align your team around the profit opportunities. And Mm -hmm. you nailed it, right? There Mm -hmm. are profit opportunities right now that we need to ensure that we capture. I heard a a piece of data that blew my mind that says that 85% of your customers that leave you during this pandemic for a lower price, because our customers are looking to reduce their costs, 85% of those will never come back in the next three to five years. So wow. to, yeah, so to your point, we have to align and, and, and energize it to our team around profit opportunities now, right? Mm-hmm. We've got to identify where we are uh, strong, where we are weak, where competitors might come in, right? Yeah. And, and, and then we've got to do that now for the short term, but then we also got to tie that to the first step. What are the rules that are changed? Because those new rules are going to drive new profit opportunities going forward. We've got to start thinking about that as well. Number one, we've got to clearly identify the new rules as to how yes. business is going to be done on the other side of this. Number two, we've got to energize and align our team around profit opportunities, both short-term and on the other side of this. Got it. Okay. And then, and then number three, we've got to define our strategic sequence of moves to confidently power ahead. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is we can't do it all. I, We just can't do it all. So we have to be strategic. We have to make some decisions. We have to be prepared to pivot, Mm -hmm. but we need to make those decisions and and be able to internally communicate and tell a story to our team about why we're making these decisions so that we can get the entire team to embrace this strategic direction going forward. And as I said, confidently. Right. Well, and, and I think a huge part of that is right now, everything's uncertain. The future's uncertain. No one knows what's going to, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow or in a week or in five months, but you can be very certain in your strategy and how you're going to move forward. And there, therefore your employees can feel some sense of, you know, uh, comfort in that strong stance where everything else might be spinning around us, but at least we have that foundational strategy, right? Yeah, without question. And I think I think even if I can, right, at the center of that strategy that we can't lose sight of, this is, and we've, we've alluded to it here, Kendall, this is the time when companies can and, and should and are, I hate to use the word retreat, but retreat mm-hmm. to our values, mm-hmm. right? The work that we've put in before COVID-19 that defined who we are, what we stand for, the values of our organization. I, I think these are great pillars to lean back on. And I think that's the first part of giving our employees that confidence that we need. That you know what? Yeah, while the world is changing around us, our company really hasn't changed. They still care about their employees. They mm-hmm. still care about their customers. They still care about the long-term growth of the organization, for example. Now, how we go after those things, that's what we've been changing but it's all geared towards taking care of those values that we believed in. Yeah, I, I love the, the, the kind of leadership style of empathy right now. You know, I, it's something that I've been super interested in, it, in for a, a long time now, but I'm seeing it now more than ever, this, you know, leading through empathy and really putting, like you said, putting values first rather than putting 
profitability or, you know, whatever else product first, you know? Yeah. And, and, and if you don't mind on that, you know, I, I, I agree a hundred percent. And what I believe to that point is I believe now is a time to really focus on the human spirit. Mm. And I think there's an opportunity for us to unleash the human spirit. And I, 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 I before COVID-19, I, I, I've had this statement when I think about the innovative distributors. And I, the statement I've said is companies don't change, transform, and innovate. People do. Right. You know, we can talk about Apple. Apple hasn't innovated anything. We could talk about Amazon. The company Amazon hasn't done anything. It's the people within those. It's the human spirit within those organizations. Mm-hmm. And I think we lose sight of that. We, we, we talk about these entities that do nothing. It's nothing without people. It's nothing without the human spirit. And I think the greatest leaders that are going to come out of this are going to refocus on people, refocus on humanity, refocus on that human spirit, and find the right ways to unleash those to inspire, to help people imagine about the better tomorrow, to lift them and to help them shift to tomorrow because that's what I think we all want as human beings. Yeah. And I think now's the opportunity to do it. And that brings you, I mean, that goes back to what you said at the beginning of this was, you know, we've been thinking about the employees and and the customers and the businesses that have all been impacted, but you know, these leaders of these companies who have been been bearing that weight on their shoulders, but those, the leaders that have been doing that and that come out of this, putting people first and, you know, the human spirit first are going to be the ones that we see succeed. And like you said, the ones that become these, these brands that we know and we love and we, you know, we really cherish, honestly, you know, for, for being who they are. So a couple last questions here. Uh, I want to, and, and this might be too long to answer right now, but if you could give it a, you know, a short version of it. Me what, a short yeah. version, Kendall? I don't, I don't know. What do you think the distributor of tomorrow will look like? So A, right? There's no one answer, right? Let's, let's yeah. leave that, right? Uh, but, and I think we've talked about these things. I think there are probably three things. I think number one, they're going to be digitally enabled, right? Um, everything from the value proposition for our employees to how we lead the organization to how we connect to the supply chain to our value proposition. It's going to be more digitally enabled. I think number two, as we just talked about, it's going to be human centric. I think those that are thinking long-term, we have to ensure that within our strategy, it's all about people. It's all about unleashing that human spirit. And I think number three, you know, we sound like a broken record, but the distributor of tomorrow is going to be absolutely customer centric. Mm. You know, in my book, Innovate, I I defined innovation. There's a lot of different definitions of innovation. I don't, I don't know if mine is right, but here's my, my definition for innovation is leading customers to a better future for which they are willing and capable of rewarding you. Mm. Right. The future, our future is all about understanding our customer better than anybody else mm-hmm. and, and understanding what they are striving to accomplish going forward and bringing a solution to that. That to me is innovation. Yeah. Well, and I, I think what's great about that is, you know, we were talking about tomorrow's not going to look the same as it did, you know, yesterday and business isn't going to look the same as it did before COVID, but there are going to be some things that remain the same. And 
one of those things and one of the the well foundational said. pillars of any company to be successful is putting your customer first, right? Well Focusing well on said. your customers. So I think that's I think that's such a huge takeaway from this is while a lot of things are changing, some things are still going to remain the same. Your customers are still going to be your customers, you know, and you have to figure out how to cater to their needs right now in this time. Really well so. said. Perfect. Any last bit of advice you'd share with uh, every, everyone who's tuning in right now? I don't know if it's an advice, but it's a, it's a thought. I, I believe that as leaders, we've been called, right? Mm-hmm. We're in this moment in time right now. Uh, we, we did, I guarantee you nobody in, in that listening asked to lead an organization in the, during the greatest drop of GDP in history, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, during a worldwide pandemic, during a time of immense disruption on top of COVID. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Yeah. And I really believe each of us are in a position of leadership right now for a particular reason. And I think every one of us have been called to accept that to lean into it. I don't know about you, but I talk to distributors. I, I, I know myself, you know, there's a thing called the imposter syndrome, right? Mm. And every one of us are questioning ourselves. Do, are we doing the right thing? Do we have what it takes to truly get us through that? I believe that we do. Mm. That if we can put that off to the side and, and we, we, we do some of the things we've been talking about, everything that you've been talking about on this show and next week's been sharing, and now is the time to lead. Embrace it. Yeah. And, and I really believe that um, your world, your world needs you now more than ever. Mm. And, and get out there and, and embrace it and take care of yourself to do that. But embrace that leadership position that you're in. Your people yeah. need you. Dirk, I love that. I can't thank you enough that this is so awesome, inspiring, great. Thank you so much for joining us. And, you know, we look forward to talking to you more as things continue to develop and change and open up. And, uh, you know, the the shift to tomorrow begins right now, right? So It, it is. Kendall, thanks for having me. Great conversation. There are so many things to take away from this episode, both on a strategic and tactical level, but also on a personal level. All of us can strive to be more empathetic right now and to build upon our connections on a human level, no matter what we do or what company or industry we work for. I urge you to ask yourself how you can be better for tomorrow too. Thank you so much to Dirk Beveridge for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast. We also want to thank our editors over at Lampstand and all of you listeners for tuning in. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. Bye. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.